G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our review and rank series for Eurovision 2022. And today's all about one of Australia's best friends, Norway. Yes, basically anyone in Scandinavia are our best <laughs> friends. <laughs> so, no, we have shared some decent votes between each other. When we say best friends, we say anyone that votes for us. <laughs> yeah, well, also, and also, I mean, they we love them. Yeah. Kano have been basically, you know, welcome to Australia. Mm. They're almost an honorary Australian citizen at this point. Very much so. Just keep koalas away from them. Now, <laughs> what has their form been like recently there, though? Well, yes, Norway are quite a successful nation at Eurovision. They have won three times, the last time being in 2009, Alexander Reback. But in that decade since, they've actually still been very strong. Um, in the last nine Eurovisions have qualified eight times mm-hmm. and they've had five top tens. So you got Kano there, Yaust, Merland and Deborah Scarlett, Carl Espen, um, and Margaret Berger. Oh. All of those, maybe not Yaust, have been amazing yeah. entries for Eurovision. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. very, very different at the same time. Last year, Tix, your, one of your favorites from mm-hmm. the last year, uh, made the grand final. And so they'll be looking to keep building on that record and growing in the contest, looking for their fourth win. Mm. So who do they have for this year, Michael? Well, this year we have Subwoofer and Give That Wolf a Banana. And before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf. And before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf. Give that wolf. Subwoofer are a three-piece music act from Norway that go by the stage names Keith, Jim and DJ Astronaut. Their real identities still remain a mystery, however there are various theories out there on the internet, you can go and have a look at that if you want. Now according to their official artist profile on the Eurovision website, the band got together 4.5 billion years ago on their home planet, the Moon. Now quite frankly I'm not entertaining any more rubbish that I've already begrudgingly mentioned, because <laughs> I am not here for it. Give That Wolf a Banana is their first and hopefully their last music re- release. <laughs> wow, we've already hit opinion already on the artist bio. <laughs> well, look, I'll share how they actually got there. Mm. They won Melody Grand Prix, which is Norway's national final. Now, they went straight to the final. They didn't have to go through the semifinals there. They made the top four and then all the way to the gold jewel against a North kid that they won with 54% of the vote over 46%. People were probably expecting a bigger victory there, I think. I'm quite shocked at that percentage. I actually was expecting that to be a lot bigger. Yeah, but I think there was a lot in that one. It shows maybe 46% didn't want to send something like this, <laughs> but there's 54% of the public loved it. So I reckon their vote wouldn't have changed much from, you know, 10 acts to two acts. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So the majority of people obviously in Norway saw something great about the song, Michael. So should we touch on some of the pros for this Eurovision entry? Why don't you start us off? Oh, it would be a delight, Dale. <laughs> Now, isn't this so catchy? It's just so bloody catchy. Now, there isn't just one hook in this. There is just like multiple of them. And they really just swirl around in your head once you've heard it. It is a complete earworm. Exactly. And look, when people turn on Eurovision once a year, this is what they kind of want and expect to see. Um, Yes, the competition has moved on a lot, but people are still here for something kitschy and something different and something to like hang on to like this and remember. And this is 
it all over. Yeah, no, we'll agree with that. Now, they've also crafted themselves a narrative that has already stuck. Now, they're using social media really, really well, and this whole thing should carry through to the contest in Turin, giving them a really great platform to, you know, get those votes. Exactly. I'll touch on that publicity here as well, because... This will be on the news the entire time. It'll be in the lead up. It'll be in the promos of every country in Eurovision going to it. It will be the story, the publicity. Every artist will want to be seen with them. Every broadcaster will want to interview them. They will be the PR of that week for sure. Can also say that they're gonna they perform this really well. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job of this. The vocals are good. It's well put together. You can do cheesy novelty bad. This is done a package up really well and really enjoyable. And you've got something to say? I have. <laughs> You're pointing at me. Because <laughs> I have, surprisingly. They bring a sense of fun to this whole thing and they bring a sense of brevity. And in times where perhaps people, and it is a very serious time in the world, they just bring a bit of fun and light to the competition. And I guess that has to be applauded. Exactly. It's mindless fun. And I've got no concerns about staging. They can do choreography. They've got enough silliness on stage. Whatever they do is going to work. It could be simple. It could be over the top. It'll work. Well, I guess we should talk about some cons here, Dale. Now, this is just personally for me. There is a difference between kitsch and novelty. And I don't mind a bit of kitsch. I'm not really here for novelty. And this falls well beyond, you know, normal novelty. This gets to the annoying stage of novelty. Well, this is going to be the story of two groups of people, um, even within the televote. But we're going to have a public vote. I think that's going to come very strong for this. The juries will treat this harshly. They really, really, really will. Even looking at acts like The Roop came 14th with the jury. Hatari came 16th with the jury. Kano came 18th with the jury. They had all way more jury appeal in their song than this does. So you've got to say that's really concerning and is going to impact overall where they come. Oh, look, I'm just going to add to that. I put here, if any music professional puts this in their top 10, they need to go and get another industry because this is... Look, you can you can forgive some for a little, hey, overall impression is good. Yeah, it is. But no, come on. You can't. Say Nana Na got jury votes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's another story. <laughs> he wasn't wearing a plastic wolf's head, Dale. Now, that's a bit different. So I'm sorry. I, there should be absolutely zero, zero zero jury appeal for this as catchy as it is it's still very very basic all right the one thing i also put in here is that i think a lot of people will feel strongly about this um (laughs) really doing no (laughs) doing the contest no favors Mm -hmm. um they will be the story for the whole week there's a lot of great quality music and we're going to be seeing a couple of you know um, guys in costumes pretending they're from another planet, which is the moon, which obviously is not a planet. Yeah. Um, talking about, you know, wolves and bananas and nothing makes sense. So I think you might even see someone who goes, yes, you've done a good job. Yes, overall impression, but I hate you're doing that and put them dead last in a jury or not even pick up the phone for them, obviously. So I do think that will impact that for sure. Oh, I've said this before. Their participation demeans everybody else's, Dale. I think, uh, well... I disagree. I know we're on the drawbacks here, but I will say there is music that exists out here and has in the music industry that goes on to novelty. Um, and it is successful commercially and it has over the last few decades. So why can't that happen at Eurovision itself? Why can't we have both? 
Fair enough. Maybe I'm just a little the hangover from the uh, crazy 2000s days. And But look at the Eurovision movie that came out. The reason people love it and they fell in love with Eurovision is because there's a lot of the fun and there's also good quality music. And I think you can still have a Norway in there, which I think does a good job of it, and have the quality music at the same time. Yeah, fair enough. There has been worse ones, I'll put it that way. <laughs> Ringing endorsement. Well, clearly I got into my feelings about that one, Dale, but it isn't just about us. There is also the Aussie Vision team, and how have they ranked this one? Yes, well, the Aussie Vision team ranked all songs, first to 39th, not including Australia, and they have put Norway in ninth place. Oh, okay. <laughs> ninth. I, I thought it would be about here. So okay. I'm not surprised. We, I would probably be worried it was going to be higher. <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of pleasantly surprised it's not higher, to be honest. <laughs> so, yeah. look, the range was a third to 36. Mm-hmm. We had six lots of top tens. Interestingly, the majority of people were in the teens. So mm-hmm. nine people had it in that 11th to 19th area, mm-hmm. which is surprising for a song like that. That's normally where you find the like, I like this. It's kind of middle, but I, I like it. So maybe it's not hitting the feels maybe on the fun side as much as we expect it to. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, who are we hearing from on this occasion? So to talk about it from the team is Emma and Guy. I love a good novelty song at Eurovision, and this would have to be one of the best in Eurovision history. It's modern sounding, well produced, has an extremely catchy chorus, and fantastic choreography that, believe me, is way harder than it looks. Or maybe I'm just not that good a dancer. But I digress. Throwing the mystery behind Jim and Keith's identity, and questions over whether the song is actually a call to get vaccinated against COVID, and you have all the elements of a song that will do really well at Eurovision, particularly with the televote. Maybe not so much with the juries. It's one of those songs that you either love or hate. There's not much in between. But it's definitely going to have broad appeal. I love it. My teenage daughter loves it. My younger son loves it. So you know it's going to have wide appeal across various demographics. I've really enjoyed how Subwoofer have tweaked all of their live performances. So, so none is ever quite the same. So I think there'll still be an element of surprise come their live performance in Turin. And I can't wait. I'm not often one that goes for the novelty songs, but this is so good. The lyrics are so silly in their complete randomness that they're actually clever. And it hasn't just been slapped together in a studio. It's been produced really well. A slick sounding electronic dance pop song with hooks that stay in your head. And in my mind, if you're going to do a silly song, you have to do it this well. It has to be quality. Otherwise, you're just going to look like Victor singing Superman. And if you're going to do a novelty entry like this in character, then go the whole hog. And how well have these guys done that? From the whole fictitious backstory, the hidden true identities of Keith and Jim and DJ Astronaut, and how well have they promoted themselves on the socials? I can't remember the last time I had so many of my non-Eurovision friends mention a song to me this early in the season because I kept seeing it online. There's heaps of buzz about it, and I reckon it can score a top 10 finish in the final. It's been a huge highlight of the season, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's remembered as an iconic entry for years to come. Well, I have to say what I found the overarching thing here is that they've just said it's very, very well done. They do recognise the quirk and the novelty of it, but also at the same time how well it's been executed, and obviously Emma's been trying to dance to it as well. (laughs) 
Can I just say I love Emma's comments? I mean, we shouldn't play favorites, but I think Emma's might be my favorite. <laughs> but also, not only did she talk about that, but also the appeal it has to her teenage daughter and mm. her younger son. So that's a broad demographic appeal. And families will sit down on the night and all love this mm-hmm. from the dad down to the youngest child i think and even grandma grandma better not like it she's <laughs> listening to the lyrics but also and i want to add his guy does like his quality um edm dance club pop songs and for him to give this a thumbs up i think shows that there's probably more appeal than your cold dark heart about mm. this song possibly possibly <laughs> all right let's get on to our rap and ranks dale i think you know where this one's heading uh, no, quite clearly, I'm not a fan of this entry, okay? But in a competition sense, I will say this has massive, massive tally voter appeal. Now, enough to clearly see it through to the grand final, I think, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it. I don't know about top the tally vote on grand final night, but I think it's going to be top three. Now, look, I'm not a complete musty old rat, Dale. I do, <laughs> do find the song somewhat catchy. And therefore, in a moment of weakness while I was ranking, I may have put this in 21st. Oh, wow. That's way better than I expected you to vote it. It is bloody catchy. And I must admit, when I listen to it, as much as I roll my eyes, I kind of find myself doing that thing with their hands. <laughs> you, <laughs> that little that's dance. That's the worst review of a 21st place in like, I know. our Eurovision review ranks ever. I'm ashamed of myself for putting it there. Ashamed. Well, it just goes to show you people will pick up the phone and they will love this mm-hmm. so look from my side this is novelty done well and there is an art of doing it very well this is a euro song and take away the the costumes and all that kind of stuff that euro dance pop and silliness have existed for ages as i mentioned before what does a fox say blue eiffel 65 that kind of music both awful songs Dale. <laughs> but, i don't know why you're mentioning them because they're popular and they're commercial and they're fun <laughs> i find this fun and enjoyable i enjoy this um i'm i will admit i'm taking a bit of a break from the song and all their performances because i'm finding their shtick a little bit annoying mm-hmm. and i don't like the backstory of like i'm from the moon and oh, here's our God. spaceship i'm so over it yeah but I've been we've been watching this for months now. Exactly. Right? No, not everyone else has, and people are going to watch it for the first time on that Saturday night. People will lap it up. This has got massive tally vote all over it. I know some people turned off by it. Not just yourself. People were very much like it's going to make a mockery of the competition. I think you can have both. Why can't we have fun and why can't we be serious? That's what Eurovision's always been about, and that's what so many iconic entries are. They do a great job. I enjoy it. Bring on the fun, bring on the happiness, and I put this in 13th place. Oh, just outside the 10 for you. Just outside the 10 for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, (laughs) look. No, look, I can understand why people do like it. I really can. You're right. People are going to fall on two sides of a coin here, and maybe I've fallen on the other. I can't wait. I tell you what, if you're in the stadium and you're dancing to this, I'm going to get vision of it to share it across <laughs> everywhere I can. You publicly shame me like that. How dare you? All right. Well, look, it's going to be a song people are going to love or hate. Very much a Vegemite entry, I think, this year. But mm. I think it's going to cause a splash. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Catch you later. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.